0: Whoever controls the minds controls the world, said Thaxos Vordon. It is as simple as that. The whip-thin, gray-haired man leaned forward in his chair, his palms pressed on his knees. He swept his gaze across the gathering of lords and ladies who reclined on couches, where they sipped wine, smoked pipes, and, for the most part, pretended he wasn't there. About twenty nobles with twice as many retainers sat around the hall, Those of higher standing claimed the padded couches ideal for passing the hours in a stupor, while the servants, who just a few months back would have been slaves, navigated their bedders, pouring wine into wide bowls and offering fruits, confections, and other delicacies heaped on wooden platters. The room itself was just large enough to hold the assembled crowd. The high ceiling, somewhat obscured by the smoke, held a mosaic displaying benevolent nobles, attending slaves and all the labors they were expected to perform, from toiling in the fields to pleasing their masters and mistresses in the bedchamber. Even the columns demonstrated the nobles' authority, each boasting intricate boss reliefs showing humans, dwarves, and other races at work. From the nobles, there was no answer to Vordon's pronouncement, no response beyond muttering and laughter. Vordon studied his audience he found a mass of painted faces and garish costumes, sneering expressions and glares. He found no welcome and no interest in those gathered, and sensed their annoyance at his intrusion. Yet Vordon remained. He sat, still and watching, waiting for a response, some word, some sign of acknowledgement before he pressed on with his business. Doom trader, you did not come all this way to state the obvious said a noble woman, clothed in a clingy dress, stained dark by her sweat from her fleshy body. You will find everyone here is well acquainted with Tyr's situation. We know our beloved city-state struggles. Vordon allowed himself a small smile at the attempted insult. Dune traders were common merchants, travelers and peddlers far below his station. His riches were no guarantor of respect or honor from the lot before him, though. Even the mightiest merchant princes were expected to show deference to the nobility, and their derision brooked few doubts in Vordon's mind about their opinions of him. Is that so, Lady Gorgol? he said. All evidence suggests otherwise I am afraid. If you understood matters as you claim, why is it our city-state's fortunes have fallen so low? Why do the mines still stand closed, even now, after the late King Kalak closed them? Another noble a gaunt man in red robes, far too heavy for the room's closeness and warmth, said, "'You know as well as we, King Tithian has refused to open them, despite the promises he made to gain his crown. I, and others here as well, have spoken with him at great length about reopening the mines, yet he resists.' "'And his reason?' asked Vordon. "'He may not say it aloud, but a shortage of cheap labor seems likely.' sneered another noble from behind a feathered mask. Yes, labor, slaves. How the world has changed now that slaves are free, yes, said Vordon. This new freedom, said Lady Gorgol, will destroy us all. How are we to attend our crops without slaves to work the fields? Without them, the people will starve. You are correct. But without iron from the mines and flesh on the auction block, Tyr has nothing to trade. And without trade, I cannot see how Tyr will ever escape its doom, said Vordon, emphasizing the last. Vordon pressed on. We are in a new age, my lords and ladies, a time unlike any other in Tyr's history. The old King Kalak was a cruel and tyrannical master, but he was one who understood the workings of the world, even if his understanding became clouded in the end. His death changed everything. Power shifted to the chattel, who now pulled the strings of the puppet we put on Colic's throne in the Golden Tower. Treason, piped a fastidious little man named Lord Rule, slight with pinched features. Rumors about what he had done to his slaves sullied his reputation, and whether true or not, the damage had put him in a precarious political situation. Is it treason to lament the changes sweeping through our city? asked Mordon. Is it treason to hope for a return to a time when slaves pulled iron from our mines, worked our fields, and served us all? For the time when coin flowed into our coffers. Vordon abandoned his seat. More whispers, more stares.